Hey friends, Ashton here. Welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. I hope you are doing well. Uh, If this is your hundredth time here, welcome back. If this is your first time, uh, let me let me show you around a little bit. Uh, you got a seat here. We've been waiting for you, and we are all about questions, and we're about leaning into those questions. And we think that at some point the questions become the answers themselves. And we're just trying to navigate a life that is good, true, and beautiful. We want our businesses uh, to be purposeful in this world. We want our lives to matter. And we just want to soak up every inch of the flavor and the experience and the beauty and the music and the joy and the wonder that this life has to offer. That sound all right? Um, that's what we're doing here. So welcome. Um, you guys doing okay today? I'm doing great. I got a double shot of uh, Camp for Coffee Espresso from Crested Butte, Colorado, in the cup this morning. A couple candles are lit, and uh, just been listening to some good tunes, and I am excited to share with you guys today. Now, before we get going, I think last episode, maybe I chatted a little bit about some new things I'm doing uh, in the speaking world through the lens of the Enneagram, uh, and also through the hero's journey and the art of letting go, all of which is so... It's not anti-business, but it it sure doesn't sound like it's profitable. Nevertheless, uh, some of you reached out and said, hey, I'd love to hear about this. Uh, Tell me more. Um, And so if you, your church, your business, your sphere of influence, your group, your nonprofit, whatever, uh, if you're looking for someone to come share about the thing underneath the thing, uh, why we do what we do, the glue, the energy, the beauty, the wonder, the mystery of it all. Uh, I think I'm your guy. I think. Um, And so some of you reached out. We've started those dialogues. Thank you for doing that. And I just wanted to say again uh, that I'm doing that. I've also started a couple more coaching clients this spring. Um, These are not things that I get to do a lot of simply because the time commitment. However, if you find yourself at a crossroads, if you are at a new place in business, if you feel stuck, if if you're frustrated with just kind of where you are in life, relationships, business, if you feel like you're not progressing like you would want to in a beautiful, sustainable way, um, let me raise my hand and first say, been there, done that, can write the book on that. Uh, and that's the, uh, that's the essence of my coaching. Uh, a lot of it has happened through people that I've crossed paths with in the real estate business, but the truth is um, the conversations we have quickly leave that industry and move into um, life and kind of unzipping the chest and looking on the inside and asking beautiful questions and coaching coaching's mirroring that's all it is uh it's saying i don't know what do you think (laughs) that's a great coach does that and um some of the people that i've had the chance to do this with it's been some of the richest things that i've had to experience in the last few years so I thought I'd share that as well, and uh, you can drop me an email, Ashton at AshtonGustafson.com, uh, and however you say it, Ashton Gustafson, Ashton Gustafson, Ashton Gustafson, it's, we, it, the email will get to me. Uh, so, 
this morning, we have an interesting conversation I wanted to have with you guys. I think earlier this year, maybe the first podcast that I did was um, about these two words that I wanted to guide my life. Uh, Bryn and I, uh, in January, kind of we we always kind of sit down in January and go, "What's the word?" Um, and this year we came up with two words, and they were simple and quiet. Uh, and, and we chose those two words because um, I don't know what it is. I, I think I think it's after you do enough life and you've been entrusted more things than just yourself, right? Like when it's just you and you're in college, like it's not simple and quiet, and, and, and or that's not even a goal. It's like, I just want to do it all, see it all, be with everybody. It's like everyone's an Enneagram 7 in college. <laughs> um, but... Uh, as you move into the career space and uh, all of a sudden your calendar becomes less yours uh, and you enter into uh, maybe a relationship, marriage, and then children come along if that happens to happen in your life, uh, all of a sudden it, it becomes a little overwhelming at times and chaotic. And as I got bird's eye view above my life and fi- found out why is there frustration there? Why is there angst, anxiety, aggravation? Feels like headwind. Feels like it's forced. Um, my big aha was uh, because it wasn't simple and quiet. Th- that that I was making more choices uh, to make life complicated and chaotic versus life being simple and quiet. And so you really, uh, really the discovery that I've been on this journey over the last few years after reading books like The One Thing by Jay Papazan, uh, Essentialism uh, by Greg McKeon, uh, what's another one? Atomic Habits. When I've read these books in the last few years, I've really come to understand that at some point you have to realize you can't have it all and you can't do it all. And so you have to grab the reins of your life, of your business, of your mindset and realize that at some point, a life that becomes simple and quiet is a life that you can reflect on. That's a life that you can enjoy. That's a life that you can have enthusiasm about. That's a life that you can gladly accept and participate in. That's a life that you can experience and remember it and enjoy it, and, and truly share your life then with the rest of, of the people that you've been entrusted with. And so um, I, I've, I've I almost write simple and quiet every day down on like a notepad just as a reminder of like, hey, you're going to be asked to do five things today, and some of those may need to be through the lens of simple and quiet. You may need to make your decision through those. But, but I've also found that... Um, there's there's another side to the coin. And I, I didn't even really know there was a coin, and I didn't really know what I was trying to get after in life by, by navigating my days through the lens of simple and quiet. Um, but I've basically found that uh, there's an arrival of having like these magic coins in your life that uh, it's not like you can spend them, but... They allow you to engage your moments more. They allow you to be more present. But 
I realized that simple and quiet was kind of the awareness present side of this coin. But every coin has two sides, right? We'll get to that here in a minute. Um, so I wanted to share with you guys my new idea about magic coins, or the magic coin that maybe we're all after. I know that everyone in their life and business and relationship, you're always after the next thing, the next silver bullet, quote-unquote the next magic coin. All of those things, they, they, they sometimes make us believe that there's a way to navigate life without frustration, suffering, pain, and so forth. Um, that's not the conversation I'm having today. Uh, the conversation that I'm going to lead you down today is there is a coin with two sides that doesn't separate the cha- separate you from the challenge of life. It doesn't remove you from the suffering of life. It, it, it more than anything, what it does is it grounds you into what is, and it gives you eyes to behold the moment. It grows your capacity so that you can hold more of your moments. And I think that that's what we're all after. And so I'm about five months in to just asking every day, what is, what is simple and quiet trying to teach me? What, what does simple and quiet have to offer me? And um, that's the conversation I wanted to have with you today. So the first side of this coin, the magic coin, of leading a life of simplicity and quietness. And, and here's the deal. I'm not saying be antisocial. I'm not saying uh, uh, become a monk. No, simple and quiet. More than anything, this is a lifestyle of the mind. This is an interior posture. This is a heart space that is not overwhelmed, always conflicted. This, this is a heart that's not interested in the fear of missing out. Always thinking, oh, if I don't do that, or what have other people thinking? Remember, we had that conversation a couple podcasts ago. No one's watching. No one's watching. Simple and quiet is a posture of the heart that allows us to hold more of the experiences that we've been entrusted. And so here's the deal. The first side of the magic coin that I think we're all after is awareness and presence. I have found that when I am quote-unquote unconscious or not truly dialed in to what's happening, when I'm more dialed in to the story that I'm telling myself about what's happening versus what is actually happening, I become not present, I lose awareness of what's happening, and I actually miss out on the goodness, truth, and beauty that's happening right before my very eyes. You've had this before. You've had this before. You're with some people, and they're all like in this beautiful state, and you're annoyed, frustrated, aggravated, it's, it's because you've left being present. It's because you've told yourself a story that isn't lining up with what's happening in the real moment. And guess what? Nine times out of ten, the story you're telling yourself is a little bit off. The, t- the story you're telling yourself isn't totally true, and even just a little bit of it isn't true. It can really, really poison the water that you're trying to swim in. So let's talk about this side of the magic coin, awareness and presence. When we become aware and present to our moments, first thing I want you to know, the world becomes wordless. The world becomes wordless. Now, what do I mean by that? Um, 
Words are amazing. You guys know I'm a sucker for words, especially other languages. I love, I, I just love that we have ways, this verbal thing of tone and sound and, and all, it just blows my mind that we have a way to explain and get down to the nitty gritty of like what things are and the explanation of things through words. And there is such an amazing category and space for that in life. However, I have found that I have words that other people use, and we're not always saying the same thing. That what I may mean by enjoyment, enthusiasm, or acceptance may mean something different to someone else. What I may mean by good, true, and beautiful, may, it, just, it may be a hair off from someone else. And so, at the end of the day, what you want in your awareness and presence is to lose those words. Have you ever had a moment have you ever had a moment and you've literally said this, I have no words for this. There was no word for that. There's no, I have no category to place that in. Um, it happens to me with my kids right now that um, the, the girls are doing this, uh, which by the way, if you get Alexa put in your house, in your kitchen, and your kids start using it, one of the funniest things that'll ever happen is the songs that they request Alexa to play right out of the gate at 7 a.m. It's amazing. Um, but currently, the girls are doing this, like, dance duel, where they're... It's like they're dancing with each other, but they're kind of competing with each other. I don't know. I don't know. But it's magic. It's magic. Um, and when those moments hit, uh, I, I don't... I don't have words for that. I, I don't have a category for that. However, my senses are that there's something in their childlikeness that's trying to ring the doorbell on my chest that says, hey, get back there. Get back there. Dave Crowder, one of, one of the best lyrics he ever wrote was, sometimes I wish I could go back to innocent and never leave. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I wish I didn't have words. Sometimes I wish uh, I was finding ways to be in more moments that were wordless. See, simple and quiet, when it awakens presence and awareness in our lives, uh, you don't have to explain it all. Matter of fact, to explain it would just damage it a little bit. To, to, to explain the moment, to explain the meal, to explain the connection you have with another human, to, to explain something that you are passionate about, very well may take away from, from its beautiful mystery. So this, this one side of this magic coin of presence and awareness, the, word becomes, the world becomes wordless, which is, which is a beautiful place to be. It's a beautiful place to be. The next, side, the next thing this side of this coin does, um, it gives you the chance to befriend your breath. I'm in so many books right now. I'm, in, uh, I'm reading The Book of Awakening by Mark Nepo. I'm reading Wherever You Go, There You Are by John Kabat-Zinn. Um, it's crazy to me how often uh, all of these different voices, traditions, 
wisdom paths, come back to the breath. If we can't start, if we can't begin and acknowledge our very breathing, um, chances are we're missing the moment. So one of the practices that I currently have is uh, when the angst, the frustration, the aggravation, uh, the strife, the challenge, the headwind, the this moment isn't how I drew it up, I go to the breath. Begin at the breath. Begin at the breath. Be still. Begin at the breath. Th- then you will. what will start to happen there is you will actually start seeing things for what they are. When I can reset at the breath, I can then start to hear some of the narrative that I'm saying about what's happening before me. Again, most often that's not true. And what happens is little beautiful things start slipping in through the back door. I I start noticing the hidden, the overlooked, uh, the camouflaged whimsy, if you will. And uh, that's what we want. That's what we want. We, we, We want to be... We want to be in the glue. We want to be in the mix. We want to be in the electricity of it all. And then the last thing I'll say about presence and awareness is this. Um, it's, this is not a pathway that you need to announce. So as you enter a life of simplicity and quietness, and, and you enter a posture where uh, you can uh, hold more, where your capacity grows for the moment, um, it's not something you got to go tell the world about. It, it's not something that you need to say to one of your friends that's always frustrated and always operating out of the pain body and always sharing how they're a victim and always, you don't go, hey, you need to be more present. You need to be more aware. Um, your very presence and your very awareness will rub off on them. Uh, this, this stuff is caught it's not taught. You've heard that before. Um, so just your being, your very essence, your very quiet nature, it will start to remedy those that you've been entrusted. So, so don't, don't announce this uh, uh, new way of being all the time and, and claim it as the remedy for everyone else that's frustrated. Just, just be. Just be. And out of your being... You will do what you need to do, and out of that doing, you will have everything that you ever wanted. Be, do, have. Um, now, to the second side of this coin. So, uh, the, 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 the magic coin. So, the first side of this coin is presence and awareness. But I fa- here's, what, here's what clicked with me this week, is that the other side of that coin, when I am present, when I am aware, what happens what spills over, what ignites uh, the, the, the flame inside my chest is gratitude. Gratitude. And I can just tell you guys, after coaching people for the last two years, uh, after being in rooms, uh, after hosting retreats, um, people would absolutely they would weep at the chance of simply living a life that was aware and present and in the space of gratitude. Like, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else that we truly, truly, truly want. I'm not going Maslow on you, but but I'm saying 
At the end of the day, I have found that if people can become peacefully present and aware and operate out of a place of gratitude, the suffering radar, the suffering column, however you want to phrase that, begins, the the rate at which it begins to go down is unbelievable. I've told you guys before that um, when a dark day arrives for me, and, and and they do, they do for all of us, I always, my, my new initial response is to get out a piece of paper and write down a hundred things that I'm grateful for. And it's always bizarre, the stuff that I write. Um, but when I'm in that space, all of a sudden the... The, the one, two, three things that were frustrating me really, really, really start to vanish. And I start going, my gosh, I'm swimming in so much goodness and beauty these days. So this gratitude side of this coin. Gratitude, gratitude is, I've learned that gratitude does this for me. It lets me know that I've received something. It puts me in a place of reception. It uh, it goes, hey, dude, look around. Look at all this. Look at all this. Imagine, imagine your life without one of those things. When you, get the, when you have this list of 100, and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, what would my life be like without that? And it gets random, guys. Like, I'm talking like coarse black pepper. <laughs> I wrote that on like a list one day. It was like, grateful for uh, my wife, the girls, breath itself, uh, my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Collins, my parents and the way they raised me, and coarse black pepper. Um, but listen, that's, that's, you gotta go small with it. Um, all that to say that when you're in the space of gratitude and you've received, you're, you're in the space where you know you've received something, now, now when you know you've received, now you can ask yourself the question, well, now what do I want to go do? And every, like, funny thing happens with people that I connect with. They always want that. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? I always bring it back to this. Look at what you have. Look at what you've been given. Look at what you've been entrusted. Look at all the wondrous things that surround you. Now you tell me. Now what do you want to go do? Now you want to go do some good in the world? Great. Want to start a business? Beautiful. You want to start a family? Okay. Do it out of the space of gratitude, and you're, the, the being from which you arrive in that place will totally shift. Because when life becomes a response versus a reaction or a requirement, totally different thing. Imagine, think, of, think of the places in your life where you feel like you get to beautifully respond versus the places in your life that you would call a checkbox of requirement or a checkbox of a reaction. Totally, totally different way of navigating your life. So the thing about the gratitude side of the coin, you, you, you become receptive, you become open, you become a conduit, you, you become a channel, a vessel, you have received such things, now you can go give it, right? We can't give away what we don't have. You can't give away what you don't have. Uh, And in a world that teaches you to produce, do more, create more, build it, scale it, uh, let me tell you, that's not sustainable 
if the vessel hasn't been opened and received some beautiful things. And some days you just got to get down and do the work and write down, oh my gosh, look at what I've received. Look at all the voices that I've been given. Think of some of these books you've been entrusted. Think about the random friend that's never left your side. it's, It's all there. And when you're in that space, then you don't have to react. Then you don't think certain things are required. You just get to respond. And that's a beautiful place to be. The other thing gratitude's done for me is um, it's, it's given me eyes for the unexplainable marriage of spirit and earth. And I can't think of a better season to have this conversation than the spring because it, it's, it's, it's just like the, the world, the, the land is giving an ovation of color right now to what is. Uh, and so uh, I, I notice it in the spring. Um, I, I notice, I feel, uh, you know, it's different than the fall because we're not shedding, we're not, we're not uh, removing, we're not surrendering, letting go. We're, we're, we're like in the midst of the color and the flavor in the spring. Um, gratitude, gratitude opens my eyes to the unexplainable magic of spirit and earth becoming one. I mean, this is this is where you get the on earth as it is in heaven. That uh, heaven isn't a geographical place. We can have it here now. That uh, maybe the work is to push through all of what it means to be human so that you can touch that quiet, peaceful place of spirit within you and experience, quote-unquote, heaven on earth. We've heard, you say this all the time, right? I mean, how often do you hear people say, it was heaven on earth, this was heaven on earth? What if that's true? <laughs> like, what, if, what if we took that to its logical conclusion that you can experience that here? And that it's not a place that you go to. And it's not over there in that on that side of the fence. It's not in there behind that door. It's not it, it it's not held for the elect. It's not reserved for the special few that actually it is here and now and with you and for you and within you. And the table the, the table is set. You just gotta pull a chair up. What if that's true? What if that's true? Gratitude convinces me that that's true. And so we don't deny our humanity. We, we don't deny the strife and the struggle of life. Um, but what we do is we open that heart space and we acknowledge that, yeah, there's an earthly plane. There, there's an earthly playing field going here. But heaven is also smashing into the moment. And uh, you want to tell me about the people that have changed my life? They are the people that have held my hand of heaven in the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of them right now. Those are, those are the people that have changed my life, that have given me those eyes to see. Gratitude does that. Gratitude does that. The last thing gratitude does, and, and I think this is so very important, 
Gratitude allows the heart, the head, the body, and the soul to be open and connected to the mystery of it all. Again, this is, this is leaving that world of words uh, where we don't have to have Excel spreadsheets for everything. We don't have to have the perfect algorithm. We don't have to ask certain questions. We don't have to wonder, why doesn't that make sense? We, we don't have to have all of these different things. We can actually, the head, the heart, the body, the mind, they drill down into the moment and they understand that there's just mystery here. And some things don't always make sense, but the beauty of it is, is that it's all going somewhere, and it's going somewhere beautiful, and you're a part of it. It's the river, right? We're not moving the river. The river's moving. You get to step in, and you get to participate. I have found that uh, when my head, heart, body, and soul are not in sync, uh, it's like a four-piece jazz band that head, heart, body, soul. Uh, when my heart's off, my heart's not in something, or when my head is is kind of, my, my eyebrows are, are flexed down, I'm aggravated, I'm frustrated, when, when the head's off, when the mind's off, listen, that's, that's where the pain sets in. Uh, but when the head, the heart, the body, the mind, the soul, we've heard this before, uh, when they are all in sync, um, there you have the flow. There you have the magic. And so I think we all uh, we all want to step into the magic. And if, ma- if, if that word offends you, <laughs> or you're like, stop using the word magic. Okay, parentheses, beauty. Parentheses, uh, wonder. Parentheses, awe. Parentheses, mystery. Uh, by magic, I just mean the glory of it all. And um, there's so much of it. There's so much of it. And we get to give it. We get to share it. Make sure you don't spill it. And definitely don't argue about it because there's just too much of it to go around. It's a, it's a fountain that never goes dry. It's a pie where there's always, take a piece of that pie, there's still the whole pie that's there. This is, this is the glory of it all that I'm talking about. And so when I talk about the magic coin that we're all after, the two sides, the two sides of magic that we want to experience, okay? The two sides of it are presence and awareness and gratitude. When we are grounded in both of those spaces, uh, when, when we can operate out of both of those sides, I, test, try me out on this. Try me out this weekend. I want, you to, I want you to be as present in your moments as you can. I want you to taste every flavor as you eat and drink with your friends this weekend. I want you to uh, hear the random inflections in your children's voice. I, I want you, if the sunset is neon pink in a West Texas sky, I want you to stop and take it all in. If, if, uh, uh, if, if you're in your garden this weekend and things are just blooming, I want you to, I want you to look as deep into those blooms as you can. I Test me out on presence. And tell me that the other side of that coin isn't absolute gratitude. These magic coins, they, they don't buy you anything. They don't, they don't buy us anything. But they're like we can 
just put them in to our moments. We can just put them in the slot machine of our moments. And then they will help you to start to see the magic that is heaven invading earth. The magic that makes all things one. The magic that transforms the noise into music. The magic that makes the monotonous suddenly electric with possibility, flavor, and grace. The magic that you are here, that life is happening for you, and you get to play a verse in this beautiful cosmic chorus. And the magic will always lead you to a place where you can pause by the orchid, listen to the bluebird sing, and be love.